Discussions in this show should not be construed as specific recommendations or investment advice. Always consult with your investment professional before making important investment decisions. As a CFP and RFC, George McReynolds' mission is to help people create compelling dreams for their future, the plans to attain them, and the time to enjoy them. This is the Prosper Podcast. It's time for another edition of the Prosper Podcast with George McReynolds, Chief Tax Strategist and Wealth Manager at McReynolds Wealth Management. And George, what's going on, buddy? How are you this week? I'm doing pretty good. Rocking and rolling, hanging in there? Yeah, we're we're almost halfway through winter, right? I know, right? It was the uh, little old Punxsutawney Phil there. I always get it backwards. He saw his shadow, right? And that means it's shorter, or he didn't see a shadow in it. I always forget. Well, what they said this time was he saw his shadow, and it's going to be a short winter. Okay. All right, yeah, because I always get that backwards. I can never keep it straight for some reason. But anyway, we appreciate your time here on the podcast. The groundhog said he's going to be a short winter, so hopefully it will be. But anyway, let's go ahead and get into our topic this week and, and have a chat about Roth conversions. Kind of do one of those everything you need to know about Roth conversions, but we're afraid to ask type of deals. So, George, first off, just explain what a Roth conversion is. Well, with a traditional IRA, you get a tax deduction when you put money in, and then you pay the taxes at whatever rate you're at when you take it out. With the Roth, you do not get a tax break when you put the money in, but if you qualify when you take it out, it's completely tax-free forever and ever, Ed Slot would say. Right, right. Okay, so pretty simple process. Why might they be worth considering? Well, if you look at the history of taxes, we're in a very low tax rate environment mm-hmm. right now. Super low, yep. And for most successful people, their tax rates are likely to go up and possibly substantially. There are also a couple of hidden taxes that come into play when you retire. So when you put money into Social Security uh, and you start to collect your benefits, you might pay no tax on it, you might pay tax on half of it, or you might pay tax on 85% of it. So that's in addition to the tax on your other income. Even if you had tax-free income like from uni bonds, it would still trigger tax on your Social Security benefits. The other hidden tax is what you pay for your Medicare Part B. You enroll in Medicare at age 65. You have the Part A is already paid for, but you have to pay for Part B. And what you, the premium that you pay for Part B is determined by your adjusted gross income. So there's different levels of adjusted gross income that trigger higher and higher payments where you can actually pay twice as much as your neighbors if you have a higher uh, adjusted gross income. So the Roth IRA withdrawals are tax-free from the federal income tax, and then they would also avoid triggering tax on your Social Security benefits and avoid triggering the higher uh, payments on your Medicare Part B. Okay, so good information in there. Now, a lot of times, George, we hear people say, well, uh, high income earners, you know, maybe there's, I don't know, there's different kind of rules for a lot of different things. Might the Roth be uh, helpful for high income earners? Uh, It's absolutely a a fantastic uh, program. Unfortunately, most people that are successful don't qualify to contribute to a Roth IRA because their adjusted gross income is too high, but they can do a Roth conversion or what we sometimes call a backdoor Roth IRA. So you can take money in a traditional IRA and convert it into a Roth IRA and you pay the tax at the time of the conversion. 
Gotcha. Okay. So uh, the backdoor Roth mm-hmm. is when you make put money into an IRA in a non-deductible transaction. So you put money into a traditional IRA, but you do not get the tax deduction, and then you immediately convert it into the Roth without any limits. Okay. Now, are there some common mistakes that you see most people make when getting into, uh, obviously, the last couple of years, they've been very popular. People have been doing conversions they've been try- because of the tax rates. Any kind of common mistakes that jump out at you? Well, the, there was a change in the tax law, uh, I guess it was last year, where you used to be able to change your mind about the Roth conversion up until October 15th of the following year. And you cannot recharacterize that now. So you want to be sure when you do the conversion that it's the right thing for you. Basically, what, the way we walk clients through it is we, we look at the location of their assets. And, and like everything, it's explained with three buckets. So there's the bucket for tax now, the bucket for tax later, and the bucket for tax never. And then we also project out what a client's tax rates likely to be over the next five to 10 years and see if where their money is, is where they want to have their money. And then if we want to start moving it over to the, uh, the tax never bucket, uh, we come up with, with a couple of ideas for that. We measure it carefully because like I said, when you do the conversion, you have to pay the taxes now. And if that tax payment is going to come out of that IRA, it's not as advantageous as if you have outside assets to pay it. You can convert more if you have asset out, uh, outside of the, uh, the IRA. Also, there's one complication. If you have a, a non-deductible IRA contribution, let's say you have um, non-deductible contributions of $10,000 and then you do the conversion, if you have other IRA money, then you might have to pay tax on that, uh, the amount that's converted. So even though you have 10000 in in non-deductible IRA, if you have other, where you did take the, the deduction previously, let's say 10000 then you would have to still pay tax on half of that IRA when you convert it. So, George, are there any, you know, we say all the time on the show that every, you know, there's different financial vehicles for every person. Everybody's different. Every situation, something that works for one person doesn't work for another. Is there an example or is there a, uh, a situation where it's really a good benefit for most people, some people? Like, is how do we go about kind of identifying who would be a good or bad fit? Right. Well, keep in mind that half of the people in the country don't pay any taxes. Okay. So if your tax rate is zero and it's going to continue like that, or if it's going to continue at 10 or 15%, then don't even consider the Roth conversion. If you're in, let's say, the, the 25% or higher bracket, and let's say uh, 10 years from now, you're going to be starting on uh, Social Security and hitting age 65 and have Medicare, it's really important that you look at that right now and then look for the opportunities to do, to do the conversion. Again, because the Roth withdrawals are tax-free and they won't trigger the additional tax on Social Security benefits. So if you try to do that Roth conversion when you're already on Social Security and you're already on Medicare, it could have some unanticipated results because not only will you pay the tax on the conversion, but you could also trigger tax on your Social Security and pay a higher premium for your Medicare Part B. Gotcha. Okay. Well, as always- 
Oh, sorry. Timing is everything. Yeah, time is everything. Yeah, yeah. It has everything in life, right? <laughs> Timing is always everything. So, uh, folks, again, if you've got some questions about Roths, uh, you know, Roth IRAs and conversions, that was our topic here on the podcast this week. Make sure you talk with George. Reach out to him. Let him know uh, you want to have a chat about it. The two one five six nine nine ten fifty. If you're working with an advisor, uh, check with your advisor before just taking any action on them. Uh, obviously, the stretch IRA changes uh, with the Secure Act has also gotten people thinking about trying to do conversions so that they don't have these larger accounts that will be tax time bombs later and things of that nature. So there's a lot of reasons to certainly inquire about them, but just make sure you're talking with your advisor on it. Reach out to George at McReynolds Wealth Management uh, by simply going to his rev- his website, and that is mcwealth.com, mcwealth.com, or like I said, you can call him at 215-699-1050. And uh, let's go ahead and take an email question this week on the podcast from Jerry in King of Prussia. And he says, George, I just looked at my Social Security estimate. It shows how much I'll get if I start at 62, of course, 66 and 70. And I'm blown away by the difference how much more I get if I wait till 70. So I'm inclined to just put that off until then, even though I plan to retire around 67. I'm assuming that this is a good course of action in my situation. Well, for your situation and for most people, as long as you have the money to provide an income in the interim, not only do you get the higher amount, uh, I believe it's eight and a half percent per year by extending it to age 70, you also then for the rest of your life get the cost of living allowance, the COLA, on top of the higher payment. And then you also get to realize the the tax benefits of Social Security on that higher payment as well. And those three things can really compound to make it very advantageous to wait until you're 70. The the best thing to do though is like Uncle Joe said, measure twice, cut once. (laughs) So when we do a financial plan, we do look at how much the cash flows affect it, but then we also look at the probability of success with the different strategies. And we might we might map out five different social security claiming strategies and really see which one's the best by the total amount that's received over time. Uh, over a life expectancy, but then we also measure the probability of success for each of the strategies, and then that really helps make the decision easy. All right. Well, there you go, Jerry. Thanks so much for the question. Thanks for listening to the podcast. And of course, uh, give George a call if you'd like to at 215-699-1050 or book a time on his calendar at talktogeorge.com. That's talktogeorge.com. Anybody else listening, as always, we appreciate your time. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast on Google, Apple, Spotify, whatever application of choice you like to use. Certainly appreciate that. You can also find it at George's website for the podcast, which is prosperpodcast.com. That's prosperpodcast.com. All right, George, my friend, thanks so much for your time this week. I appreciate you greatly, and I hope you have a lovely week and continue to get better and feel better. It's great talking to you, Mark. I appreciate you, and we'll see you next time here on the Prosper Podcast. George McReynolds of McReynolds Wealth Management, registered principal. Securities offered through Cambridge Investment Research, Inc., a broker-dealer member, FINRA SIPC. Investment advisor representative, Cambridge Investment Research Advisors, Inc., a registered investment advisor. Cambridge and McReynolds Wealth Management are not affiliated. Advanced level tax planning, income, tax preparation, life coaching, and time management consulting services, and fixed insurance products and services are separate and unrelated to Cambridge. Cambridge does not offer tax advice.